eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to a bonus, extra, special edition, emergency episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, the alternative underground back alley secret society, speakeasy dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mariners and we got to trade people we got to trade the seattle mariners our beloved seattle mariners acquired colton wong in exchange second baseman colton wong from the milwaukee brewers in exchange for uh our favorite person here on the rye bread and mustard podcast jesse winker and utility man and a uh, fellow french canadian Abraham Toro. Uh, Hanno, oh, this was reported by Ken Rosenthal. Sorry. Hanno, this was... <laughs> God. Sorry, you caught us at a, a happy hour for this uh, episode. Let me try that again. The move was reported by Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports. In the Athletic, ESPN's Jeff Passan reports that the Brewers are sending also 1.75 mil to Seattle as a part of the trade. What is your reaction, Hanno? Well, a lot to unpack here. I guess I would just say Mariners got better and they were able to uh, get rid of some of their dead weight. Um, With how the trade went down and what kind of some Mariner fans as well as my expectations were for what we would like to see, um, it's a little bit of a downer. I don't think it would be the case of that meaning that it was a good thing that we got rid of and traded away Winker and Toro, you know, guys that were on the, on the trading block and that, you know, probably didn't fit into the M future this year. Winker having all that trouble getting along with the team, having a poor performance last year, as well as Toro kind of being a utility guy, possibly not making the team if he, you know, if, if this year. So it's, it's I'm just I'm still kind of shocked by it. I was really hoping for a much better upgrade up the middle with our uh, shortstop slash second base prospects. 
Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jerry wasn't fucking around. He said we we would know. He did not say if we were going to be happy or not. Um, I mean, Wong, you know, to his credit, is a two-time gold glove winner. And uh, the Mariners have reportedly had a lot of interest in him, uh, especially a couple years ago. And uh, instead, Wong signed with the Brewers, you know, after he did eight seasons in St. Louis where he was a staple, where he won the— Gold Glove in 19, and yeah, he won it in 20, but you know how we feel about things in 2020, right, Hannah? Yeah, that shortened season, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so, and I mean, Wong, though, is left-handed. We did need a left-handed bat, and he is on his last year of his contract, so this is similar to uh, what we did with Frazier last year. Yeah, getting back to what you said about the contract and him, uh, leaving St. Louis and signing with uh, the Brewers, that's one thing that, you know, I remember during those year, that year that the Mariners were interested in him, uh, really high on him. The Ames was reported, offered him a two-year deal, but wouldn't go that third year. So in reality, it comes full circle. And this is that third year of Colton Wong's contract. And the Ames decide to sign him. So it's a... Uh, it's a little baffling to me in some ways, but in the other ways, like I mentioned earlier, it was good for us to get rid of Winker and Toro for a good quality guy. Um, Jeff Passon did report that there was a lot of teams in on uh, Colton Long besides the Mariners, and there was also a lot of talk of possibly being a three-team deal that never quite developed. So in reality, it's a good thing that the Mariners were able to um, trade these two guys for a guy that is an upgrade. He is an upgrade. He's definitely an upgrade of, you know, what Frazier gave us last year. There was flashes of what we thought he was going to be like throughout the season. That just didn't uh, work out. Uh, we've talked about him a lot on here. I've been on record of saying I thought we were going to end back up with him. Well, we ended up with somebody with a little bit of an upgrade. I feel, you know, I mean, when you look at, when you look at, um, Wong's stats here, you know, in the last two years, hit 261, or in his career, he's hit 261. Uh, in the last two years, I believe he's hit 262, uh, 29 home runs, 97 RBI. So not a lot of power, but a little bit of a little bit of pop. You know, he looks like he's averaging about 15 home runs a year. He's hitting, you know, 260s, 250s area. Uh, you know, I, yeah, you, to me, you're kind of adding a little bit more of a powerful uh, J.P. Crawford on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, looking at, at Frazier's stats when he was acquired by us, they were really good, and he really slumped. With Kelton Long coming in, he has just a little bit less of a batting average, but like you said, has those power numbers, so he's almost like a Frazier on steroids. So, um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it it's it's a it's a trade that is going to help the Mariners. I believe um, he is older. He is in the final year of his contract. So the thing I like about this trade, like I said, getting um, and trading away Winker and Toro, it gives you now some options to uh, add to this roster. You know, left field's available, which was before, and now a DH. So. And besides, you do not trade maybe your two top trade chips and possibly Marco and Flexen. So there's a lot more to do here. 
Yeah, there is a lot more to do there. But just going back on him really quick, like Shannon Dreher uh, was uh, did an article here on Seattle Sports where he's they got Justin Hollander's quote that you know his game his game offensively seems to be trending upwards. So that's a good that's a good thing to know um, as far as the analytics go. He's uh, he says he's he's quote he's learning to elevate the ball, and there's a lot of contact. Yeah, that's that's positive. I mean, Jesse Winker having his down year, he didn't have too much contact and not the power numbers that we had hoped. Um, Reading some of the uh, reports from the Milwaukee people that report on it, Jesse mentioned that, uh, you know, he had his meniscus problem with his knee and then also a disc in his neck. And, you know, that hampered him. But he said that's no excuses. This is a business about producing. And he had a bad year, so... Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, I wish him the best. I actually think that he will probably improve and hopefully get back to where he was before he got traded here and uh, have a better season for himself. I mean, you're you're getting better defensively here. I know that, uh, you know, Wong had, I guess, a down year, but it seems here when I'm reading this article that on uh, Seattle Sports that it seems that uh, Hollander's quote saying like it wasn't a range issue. It was more of like a uh, a hands issue, like a hot and cold streak with his hands. So maybe this is something that Perry Hill just cleans up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The magician Perry Hill, he's done wonders with our team, and I'm sure that factored into it. Um, as you mentioned, the range thing, that's good news to hear. With the shift going away, we're going to need guys that can uh, have a lot more range this year, and um, that's like I said, that's good to hear that the hands are the issue. And like you said, Perry Hill should fix that. Yeah. And I mean, his gold glove in 19 came through during a, uh, you know, a full season 2020 probably just carried over, you know, it's not his fault that there was only 60 games. I'm just saying there's just a lot of awards and things in 2020 where we're like, okay, you got hot for two months at something, but defensively, you know, I would assume this is, you know, status quo if you play 100 games or you play um, 60 games. Uh, but, you know, we are adding defense, which is something that was a reason why we were letting go of uh, Winker besides, you know, the reports of, you know, him having to disconnect with the team. And, um, you know, we've talked about him a lot here on uh, Rye Bread and Mustard. Um, you know, we we were down on him. I mean, at the start of the season from spring training, I, I, I just saw something I didn't like in the swing and just kind of just the lackadaisical attitude, which ended up coming coming out, you know? Like, I mean, I went to enough games, and you could see enough. I'm obviously not down in the locker rooms and stuff, but you could definitely tell it was like, here's the team, and here's Jesse Winker. Um, and like Divish said, uh, <laughs> the two biggest things that he provided were, uh, the, the fight and he ate a pizza to the team. I will say he also, I think coined the name, the electric, uh, factory though. Hey, he, he gave the Mariners another promotion. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, obviously we're, uh, when I'm looking at this trade here from just the way I've been thinking, I, I mean, like to me. It's, it's, it's a better subtraction. We got, we got rid of this distraction that we were talking about. Um, 
you know, were we going to sit around and be like, what's going to happen with him this year? Is he going to turn it around? Was the relationship too severed? It's obviously been out in the media. It's obviously been all over social media, too, that they, uh, you know, chopped him last year. They were trying to shop him. Uh, they obviously, there's, you know, uh, conflicting stories about why he wasn't around uh, in the postseason. Some say it was the injury. Some say it wasn't that. Um, the relationship was definitely uh, frayed. And I feel like you weren't going to get much more than what you got for him. And, you know, you, you, you throw Toro in there too, another guy that, you know, you know, his legacy is that he was part of that Kendall Graveman uh, deal that's, you know, starting to look like, you know, Houston got the better of that. But this is, you know, the last part of the, this is the fumes of of, of that trade. So we get to see uh, that kind of go away. So I feel like we're eliminating a lot of these things as Mariners fans. Uh, we talk about and wonder about and spend all this time on, like, what what's the deal with Toro? I thought he was going to hit. What's the deal with uh, Winker? Is he going to turn it around? We don't have to worry about those things now. We know what we're going to get here with Wong. This guy's been playing for a decade. He gets on the field. He's going to hit you 250, 260. He's going to play you solid defense. You're getting something that you can probably count on what you're getting versus, you know, this whole mystery of uh, what Winker was going to do um, and Toro. And I know... Um, I know Kyle Lewis wasn't part of this deal, but we did trade him. He was another guy that you were like, it was a lot of question and marks and not enough answers. And I think in the last two weeks, we've eliminated a lot of this. Uh, Jerry has, and the Mariners front office has a lot uh, eliminated a lot of these question mark, uh, odd, uh, odd feelings that we've had. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, that was Kyle Lewis was Jerry's first draft pick. Um, this was a big trade for Jerry at the deadline two years ago. The, uh, when we acquired Toro and we, you know, gave up kind of a lot, you know, Graven was going to be a free agent and then Montero. And like you said, that's a win for Houston. And if we hadn't got Eugenio Suarez back in the deal, I mean, we're looking at two bad trades for Jerry. Yeah. We talk about all the good trades that he's made, but these are turning out at least half of them to be not very good. So. It's, it's, it's really interesting it's, it, at this time for the Mariners because um, other teams in the AL are improving and the Mariners have still spots to fill. I don't feel that this got us any closer to getting towards Houston and, and contending for the AL West. So this next week with the uh, winter meetings and the hot stove starting, it's going to be very interesting and it's going to, Jerry's going to have to prove to us again, uh, what he can do to improve this team. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you say it hasn't made the lineup or the team that much closer to Houston, just going off of fan graphs, they have the lineup, Julio, Ty France, Suarez, sounds normal, Cal Raleigh, Hernandez, Wong, six, you know, Kelnick, seven, uh, DH, Tom Murphy. Obviously, these things are going to get upgraded in J.P. Crawford. But, yeah, right now you're having Wong hit somewhere in the middle of your order, and that that's not – what what the Mariners are gonna are gonna end up with, but you're right. This was kind of a lateral move and helps you, you know, uh, facilitate a position that maybe maybe also maybe maybe they're not done. You know, this isn't we haven't given up a lot here, and we have seen 
uh, Jerry trade, you know, an all-star player in 10 days before. So you never can count that out. I, I, I think this was a, I like the move to what we gave up to. I don't, if is Colton Wong going to be our starting second baseman when the season starts? Probably, but I would also, uh, you know, not count out that maybe, you know, he might be a rotational player on this team. No, I agree with you. It's definitely a lateral move. Um, it is uh, an improvement. It does sound like that Colton Wong might be platooning with uh, Dylan Moore, possibly. Um, it's hard for me to fathom that, knowing the Astros really don't have any platoon players, but that's okay. Uh, there's different ways of doing it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what chip drops next. Like you said, it could be anything, a free agent or another trade. Yeah. It, I, it, you know, Jerry's hasn't even gotten down or Justin down to the winter meetings that don't start until Sunday. So I think if you're a Mariners fan and you're sitting around going like, this was the move, this was, a, this is all pre stuff before they get down there. So I think everybody needs to relax. I know everybody's up in arms about, Jerry DePoto talking more about sustainability and the future and this and that more than, you know, the volume coming out of his mouth about 2023. But I also think you got to sit back and wait and see what happens. Also, you know, our biggest acquisition last year happened during spring training. So like if things don't happen here at this meeting, you kind of got to relax. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sort of with you there. I'm a little bit more critical. Um, I just feel like everybody else is improving. The whole thing was not improving the shortstop. I felt like that was a move to kind of get us a lot closer to Houston. If we were to get one of those big four, obviously we're not now. Uh, knowing the Mariners, they know that as well. So yeah, they're going to look at their options and hopefully you know, if we could, I mean, it might bring Hanniger back by chance, you know, is it in a DH role or something? You just never know how these things are so fluid and change. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Now that Winker is not on the team, that was somebody that, you know, in those press conferences and Jerry and uh, Scott and everybody were going, you know, we, we intend on Winker being back. We intend on him being a DH and a rotational outfielder, uh, you know, kind of had him plugged in there. Well, he's not plugged in there now. So I think this does open up obviously a lot of room for the outfielders and, you know, like the Mariners have said, they're, they're going to go out and upgrade out there in the outfield. And now for sure, you're going to see that I would assume they're going to sign two of these free agent outfielders if, if they don't trade for one. Yeah, absolutely. You feel like you, they'd have to, I mean, you know, maybe a Conforto or a Nemo, with a, either one of those guys, with maybe a Hanager coming back, yeah, you'd feel a little bit better about things, and you feel like they're getting closer to Houston with making some key moves like that. It's hard to imagine, you know, them maybe making a blockbuster trade. You know, I've tried to think about, oh, I've heard the name Acuna. I mean, do the Mariners have anything, or do the Braves have anything, or do the Mariners have anything that the Braves would want? I don't know. I've even thought about, Tatis maybe coming as a possibility and then JP going over. But the reason that um, Tatis might be available is because 
Uh, San Diego really likes the shortstop, and Tatis is maybe going to slot in an outfield position, so maybe not so much there. But I'm just trying to think of blockbuster moves, but I just don't see any right at the moment. Yeah. And and another thing about Wong, I mean, the Brewers exercised their $10 million option on Wong on the eighth, you know? But uh, so, I mean, that kind of is why the one point. 7.5 isn't it but I mean this wasn't somebody they were walking away from they knew that they had something here there was multiple teams in on him so that's got to make you feel good oh yeah it's a I, I think this would be perceived as a really solid move from the Mariners and their fan base a little bit I've read seems like everybody's down on it because like I said that shortstop market doesn't appear to be something the Mariners want to play in and that's disappointing. So I think if that wasn't the case, this would be looked upon in a lot better move from the Mariner fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, going on the other end of this, look, Winker's going back uh, to a division that he played in. He's going to get to play a lot of games in that, that bam, what do you call it, the Cracker Box in, in Cincinnati or a Fan Box? What do you call it there? Yeah, fan box, fan. Yeah, fan box. He's, he, you know, this guy was a two ninety hitter before all of this. So, and I feel like you know we're not a New York and we're not a Boston or fan base or Philly fan base that's gonna ride you out of town. But there's just something that was not working with Winker and the fans. I know that Mike and Marissa, who who sit next to me. <laughs> In the season tickets, I'd love to hear what they got to say about this. But uh, one thing we won't be seeing is their their winker signs anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, unless Milwaukee's coming to town, right? No, yeah, unless uh, when the Brewers are coming to town, we'll expect uh, some some winker, some creative winker signs uh, out of you, Mike and Marissa. Uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, we'll be seeing you soon, hopefully down at spring training. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I was looking over here at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, they, uh, you know, obviously it's their, uh, their take and angle on this. And uh, general manager Matt Arnold said, obviously, Colt, about Colt, Colton is a big part of some really good Brewers teams. And it's always tough to move on from a guy like that. Wow, that's some hard-hitting stuff. <laughs> he said he spoke to him earlier and had great things to say about our organization, and I really feel good about what he was able to accomplish for us. This sounds just like Jerry telling us that Winker's coming back and he's healthy and we're all in on him, so it's a lot of same old shit. But they also say at the same time, uh, for us to be able to access a guy's like a guy like Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro is something that is exciting for us to help us in our quest of what we want to accomplish here, and that's bringing a championship to Milwaukee. Well, good luck, uh, good luck with that. I mean, you never know. Winker might rake this year, and that's great. It just didn't work here. It just didn't work here, and it just didn't mix here. So you can't sit here and compare the numbers. You can't be such a baseball nerd about that. The chemistry with him just did not work. Yeah, and I mean, from a Mariner perspective, the most disappointing thing about this trade for me is that the Mariners had to sell low on Jesse Winker, you know? So, and and you're mentioning uh, what the GM said in Milwaukee. I read some uh, fan platforms from Milwaukee, and they're just about as angry or disappointed in the trade as I've seen on the Mariners platform. So that's reassuring too. So hopefully it works out both 
for both franchises. I, I feel like, yes, you said you sold him low. You had to, he made himself that, that low. And this is not a blockbuster trade like it was last year, unfortunately. But sometimes, like, if, if something's clogging up the progress, you gotta you gotta get it out of there, and and that's what he was doing. Uh, the airs at the end of the season uh, were, were pretty rough. Um, I, you know, he he wasn't on our playoff roster whether he was hurt or whether he wasn't. Um, again, though, all of this is barring a physical, right? Um, yeah, that was the reports earlier. I I now have read that um, it, the trade is confirmed. Okay. So there you have it. We just had to hop on here tonight. We will be back. Uh, pop, we'll be back when things pop off. That's just what we're gonna do. We're we're in the we're in the uh, sit and wait, the hurry up and wait uh, zone right now. Here, uh, you know, following the Seattle Mariners. If anything pops off, we'll hop on here. But uh, we'll be back with our usual episode, our big full length episode this Tuesday morning. But again, if some some things pop off. You know where to turn to to uh, you know listen and have this shit filtered. Uh, obviously, we're not breaking the news here on the Rye Bread and Mustard. We're discussing it. We're we're talking about what's going on as far as the fans, as far as what they're saying in the media, as far as the bullshit spin they're trying to fe- uh, force feed us. We'll be sitting here. We'll be talking about it and how you know that uh, we have new episodes. You know, it's really easy when you follow, subscribe. Uh, you get those notifications when these episodes pop out on the odyssey app or wherever else you're getting these podcasts make sure to also uh you know drop a uh you know a, a little five star little high five you know we like five tool baseball players hopefully jerry's gonna be bringing one more of those into the fold for us but we also love five star reviews here on the rye bread and mustard a mariners podcast this has been the bonus uh extra um, special edition emergency episode. Hello, Colton Wong. Goodbye, Jesse Winker, and au revoir, Abraham Toro. Hanno, you know what fucking time it is. <laughs>